And I'm joined by Ed Cummings on the show now. Good morning, Ed. Hi, Luke. How are you, mate? Very well. Yeah, good to hear. Big 2023, and we're excited for the new year. I really feel that it's a great time to be involved with uh, New South Wales racing. Oh, for sure. And uh, hopefully we can kick it off in the right style tomorrow. Absolutely, mate. You've got cohesive heading there. I was just having a, a look at the forecast. It looks pretty good today and tomorrow as well. So despite being a heavy tent at the moment, I'd be optimistic about this meeting. Uh, do you think your your guy will handle the wet? Uh, or she's a mare, I beg your pardon, cohesive in that first race? I think she will, yeah. I think she's wanted to get onto um, sort of softer, heavy going. Uh, to be honest, I thought her run whilst very good last start um, just lacked a bit of punch to finish and more so from the feedback we got from Rachel uh, put down to the, the firmer state of the track on that day. So uh, a, a, an opportunity for her to get a toe in, um, probably not dissimilar um, to the other extravagant filly that we trained, Arts, that just likes to get her toe in. And, um, yeah, hopefully that sees her able to really stretch out and hit the line um, as she likes. And just to digress for a, a second, what's Arts up to? Um, I, I owe John Kelly a phone call uh, today, actually. We talked yep. about getting her back into the stables this month. Okay, great. Um, after a, a, a good break following a, a disruptive campaign uh, through the spring. So looking forward to seeing how she's done. Yeah, that, that would be uh, exciting, mate. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, uh, she's spelled in the best possible uh, place up there with the Kellys. And I was optimistic about her really returning to form when you ran her at Warwick Farm October 2, that third behind her Irish Kisses. She was really getting through the line and she probably didn't get momentum up when she wanted to. No fault of Jets, just the nature of the race and where she was in the run. Uh, but she was very pleasing late. Yeah, absolutely. No, she, there's, still, there's still plenty more to come from her. Uh, but but as we <clears throat> as we learned through that spring campaign, it was important to get her on to ground that was a little bit juicier. Yeah. Just so it wasn't sort of uh, it was more comfortable for her to stretch out in uh, ultimately. So getting her back involved uh, in the stable uh, in preparation for the autumn, where hopefully we do get that on a more consistent basis, that sort of softer ground, um, the, the better it will be for her without a doubt. Back to Cohesive at Kembla tomorrow. I'm just loving the beautiful distance progression uh, with this mare. Kicks off at the 1,300, goes to 14, and now that extra 200 metres of the mile. And I'm big on horses third up at 1,600 metres. I really think when you're a miler, that third run of the preparation, Ed, I'm not sure if you agree, but that's usually their best. Yeah, well, we're hoping that it's her best for sure and maybe even um, a sign of things to come after tomorrow. But it was always the plan to have her go to a mile third up. Uh, it was a matter of getting her through those distance ranges early and the fact that she was able to hit the line nicely in, in two runs. Probably not so much last night. I thought she could have done a bit better, but I think I've touched on the reasons why. Yeah. Um, uh, but getting up to the mile now, I think, was always you know where we had her being ready to win. So hopefully the market's right. Hopefully she's uh, going to do her best. And I think if she does that, then she'll be right in the thick of it. What about Frodash on uh, Thursday, mate? You're going to float him up to Musselbrook to race? No, no, he won't go. He raced on uh, Friday last week at Canberra. So, oh, he did too, yeah. Um, and hit the line well after sort of being a touch slow away and uh, having to just navigate a bit of interference. So um, whilst it was a long way to go to run fifth, we, we feel like he probably should have finished a lot closer and he'll be, um, he'll be right in the thick of it next time out. Yeah, he'll keep for another day. Um, where's Rockola that you won a race with in town in November? Having a break? 
Uh, yeah, well, he's just he's returned to pre-training and he'll be back in the middle of January. Uh, there's more than likely a path for him to get to the provincial championships um, so final there. So, if, if provided he continues to improve. But the way that he, he went there at the end of last prep was, I thought, a, a really good indication that 1400A was his sort of sweet spot distance at this mm-hmm. stage. And uh, if he can come back and without having taken a backward step from that prep um, or the spell, then, uh, you know, we should be, um, we should be in, in business, I would have thought. I agree with you. I reckon he's definitely uh, one to watch uh, because he, he just put them to the sword in that Super Maiden. He won by three, but he could have won by even further, I reckon, if Tyler uh, wanted to. Yeah, look, you know, it was it was the first time that he'd been asked to come down the outside and been given every chance where in, in his previous starts he'd, he'd sort of he'd made mistakes um, and poorly executed jumping from the barriers or, or settling in behind horses or taking runs as he needed. It, it, you know, and, and we didn't always have the best barrier either. So uh, it was good to get it all sort of out of the way, a, a nice complete performance on that day, um, even though it was just made in grade. Uh, it was a win that sort of suggested he had more in store. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, um, Dewis had an eye injury after running second in that champion stake um, back in November. Is that right? Uh, yeah, just had a, a small ulcer uh, that cleared up, you know, in a, in a week or even a couple of days after the run. Yep. Uh, she's back in the stable and uh, she's just started some pace work now. So I would expect her to be back at the trials towards the end of the month. What are you going to do with her in the autumn? Um, look, a lot remains uh, to unfold. But, yeah. um, you know, there's the sort of tried and true Apollo kick off into a Chipping Norton, uh, into either a Ranbet or a trip down to Melbourne for the Australian Cup or, you know, looking at the, the Tankwood again. Uh, we missed last autumn uh, through injury, as you might remember, and um, uh, you know. So it's nice to have her back and, and ready to go. She looks fabulous, honestly. I think it's probably the best that she's ever spelled. So I'm hopeful that she can um, uh, recapture that really, really positive autumn form from a couple of years ago. And what about straight ace? I don't know. It's been well discussed, but he went from a 78 <laughs> rater to a um, early hundreds rater. I think he's rated 104 or something now. Um, group one place. Rater, mate. Come on. Is that was he sixty? Is that right? He was sixty-seven when he started his prep. He would have been yeah, too. Yeah, he was a class one. Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. Um, have you ever? You wouldn't have had a horse do that before. That's just amazing, isn't it? So the only other horse that, that I did that with was with Skyboy when he yeah. ended up winning the Villiers. He was a he was a class one, um, a class one horse, and um, and put about five or six wins together, culminating in the in the Villiers. So yeah, like straight aces. Slightly different, but similar kind of progression, same time of year. You know, obviously, it's always, you know, you know, when those types of horses come back in and they've got the potential to keep improving, and mm. sometimes you get lucky with the program falling out in front of you where everything yep. just makes sense and works out perfectly. So we were really lucky in that sense. Um, obviously, he bit off a bit more than we could chew and chewed like hell, getting him into the into the Golden Eagle where he ran really, you know, quite... Yeah, in, in, in really good fashion, really good style. Um, and then even the trip away to Melbourne was obviously a bit of a risk, given that it was quite late in the prep. But um, he'd just done so well out of the Golden Eagle that we thought it was an opportunity for him to um, hopefully furnish. And it seems like that's what's happened based on how he is in the stable at the moment. He's come back sort of smarter, stronger, feels great, looks the best he's ever looked. So, yeah, really promising times ahead, obviously. Um, 
there's, there's once again like a lot of water to pass under the bridge but um, yeah signs are really good at this stage uh, of, a, of the new year heading into what will hopefully be a really busy autumn for him. Well mate he, I mean he's about to turn five next August he's still a, a young horse but we know this five-year-old program now and it seems in his distance range like five diamonds things like that that just might be somewhere where he ends up who knows? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Look, we'll just wait and see, but um, uh, hopefully he's even more effective over shorter trips too. So we'll, yeah. um, we'll, we'll wait and see how it all pans out. The beauty of racing is that sometimes we never know the, the bottom of some of these horses and they can keep improving. So we're hopeful that he's uh, made in that mould. Yeah, I just love the fact that, yeah, you're right. I mean, rated in the 60s, now rated in the 100s, one preparation, it's just outstanding stuff and testament uh, to your training and now that he's crept up in the ratings I guess he, he's got to again maintain and even improve his form hasn't he because um, they get harder to place when they're they're raced, uh, rated that high Ed. Sure for sure uh, you know he's probably lucky that um, you know he's, whilst he does have a good rating he hasn't won a stakes race so step weights and penalties races are probably the way to go with him and then and then and then the handicaps mm-hmm. um before before providing he meets those meets those challenges uh, before then stepping him out into weight for age company which I think he will almost certainly end up in but it's just a matter of getting there in a, in a way that gets him back in the winner's circle as soon as possible it's nice to run top threes in big races and top threes and fours but ultimately we want to see him win Oh, 100% what did Zara say after that Rupert Clark was he sort of like mate he just went enormous uh, what was his feedback um, yeah, probably just felt like he was a bit tricky. I reckon he's the sort of horse that's always best, you know, where you've either had a ride or worked him in a in a piece of work or or trialed him. Um, and you saw that how how much um, how well Tommy Berry was able to get on with the horse in the Silver Eagle after having trialed him, you know, and, and didn't quite, you know, we were probably both a little bit flat after that trial, that mid prep trial before the Silver Eagle. Uh, but the way he came out and things panned out in the in the Silver Eagle. You know, it was obviously incredibly promising, and the writing was on the wall. So, um, I think he, you know the overall feedback from Mark was that he's obviously you know gave him a great feel, but he's, he probably wished he, he had a bit more exposure to the horse, so he could have perhaps navigated him a little bit differently. But nevertheless, he ran really well, did a great job to pick himself up quite well late um, for a big horse, and um, yeah, there's still plenty of improvement to come. Good on you, mate. Well, look, big 2024 ahead, I reckon. Yeah, well, thanks, Luke. I hope so. I hope you're right, mate. So we just got to make sure we dot all our I's and cross all our T's. Yeah, good on you, mate. Thanks for coming on this morning, Ed. Good as gold, Luke. Thanks. You too.